Okay, so I'm going to do something different right now. I'm not necessarily doing a mock, and I'm not really even doing a set of rankings. I'm taking the sleeperu.com rankings, and I'm going to drag players around to kind of show you where I think they could go in a mock draft, maybe where I think their upside could be, and use our interactive drag-and-drop rankings to just kind of talk about uh, the 2019 top 20 or top 40 overall. So here we go. Uh, the number one overall pick I'm going to make in 2019 is going to be Alvin Kamara. I know that that might uh, ruffle a few feathers out there because people have Saquon Barkley number one, or they think that uh, Zeke Elliott or Saquon are probably locked in at the 1.01 or 1.02, but I personally have uh, Kamara at the 1.01. 1,500 total yards is pretty much a lock for him, and uh, Lat Murray being signed and brought in to kind of spell him and keep him healthy, I think, is, is a great thing for uh, for Alvin Kamara. I think it, he's he's like a little bit uh, lesser version of, of Mark Ingram, and I think that, that leaves Kamara very safe in the reception department uh, but gives him enough rest to stay healthy and have what I think will be an easy 1,500 total yards and 12 to 15 scores in 2019. Uh, Zeke Elliott is my safe number two overall pick. Um, I have Barkley number three because I think that Odell Beckham Jr. leaving New York can't be a good thing for Saquon Barkley. It just can't. Um, more focus on the running attack, more focus on Saquon Barkley, more eight-man fronts just means less yards per carry and less touchdown opportunities if the Giants are going three and out more often, which I predict that they will. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley is a safe third overall pick. I'm still respecting him greatly by putting him number three overall, but I think that that is uh, where he falls for me. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, who pretty much plays every snap for his team. Um, I think that that will add up in time if they use him to that degree every single year. But we won't worry about that in 2019. I think he's a locked and loaded uh, top four pick. If you're in a, a two QB league, then obviously this is where you're going to find Pat Mahomes like starting to emerge in, in rankings. If you're in a league that has like six points per TD, you might find him in the second round. Um, but for you two QB uh, fantasy football drafters, this is not going to be that mock. So you won't find him. Uh, anywhere there. They do think Mahomes is a, an absolute steal in the late third. Um, if he falls to the fourth, you'd be lucky. If Hill gets suspended or something bigger happens with, with Tariq Hill, you might see Mahomes fall even further. So once you get to the point where I think uh, you get those those running backs out of the way, I'm not drafting Todd Gurley anywhere in the first round, even close. So if you ask me where Todd Gurley is, I'm going to tell you that I can't help you any longer uh, because you, uh, you're you drafting a player with so much risk, way too high. Um, there's not much I can do for you. Uh, if you need more information on that, view my YouTube video where I went live and said no Todd Gurley 5,000 times in a row in effort to raise awareness around not drafting Todd Gurley in 2019 fantasy football. Um, I think that uh, Hopkins really needs to be talked about as the number five pick in fantasy football in 2019. I think Mike Thomas makes an argument here. Odell Beckham Jr. also enters the equation now that he's with uh, the Cleveland Browns and getting passed to by Baker, Baker touchdown maker. Melvin Gordon deserves a look at the uh, five spot. Really, you've got a group of guys that are deserving. Uh, Dalvin Cook does not belong up here. I, I dragged, again, these players around for a reason to make conversation, um, to kind of speak on uh, you know what players need to move up and to make it a little more exciting and dramatic when I'm dragging players up. So, um, Le'Veon Bell needs to be moved up in this range. Where do we draft Le'Veon Bell? 
where do we draft uh, Antonio Brown? Where do we draft Devontae Adams? He needs to be dragged up again. He needs to move down. So let's move up uh, Adams here. Uh, let's move up. Who else do we need to grab? Connor is going to be in the discussion, but I'm going to talk about him, and I already have a ton. But uh, Julio Jones, David Johnson, these are all guys that need to be talked about for this top ten. So I'm kind of getting them prepped and ready. But I'm going to go ahead and drop. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop uh, Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, or Hopkins and Thomas in that order. And then I'm going to say Le'Veon Bell deserves to be slotted right here. I know that's going to make some people uncomfortable, but he is going to get volume. He has not shown signs of decline at any level. And yes, he held out last year, and I know that that makes some people worried about risk and of injury, but it's not like he's coming back in at week four or week five and he's going to tear a hamstring or, or tear an Achilles tendon. He is getting an entire offseason to get ready, to get in shape, to get game ready. So the time off isn't going to be the same type of uh, risk that a player would if they were coming in midseason. So I'm not too worried about that. If anything, he's got fresh legs. And the last time I saw him play, he was dominating. So I'm not going to at all predict that he has hit his wall yet, at least for 2019. That could change heading heading into next year. But for right now, in a 2019 mock, he is a safe uh, number seven overall pick. Devontae Adams is deserving here. Um, but I'm going to put Odell above him myself. But I would not uh, disagree with anybody necessarily or call anybody crazy to have Adams as high as even number six. So don't think that because he's not in my top six that I'm saying he can't be capable of that. Uh, but this is about where I have him fall. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a steal in the eight to 10 range because he does have the top five overall player upside. And yet by default, he's kind of falling down in this 10 range, which means that he's a good value. And his risk is baked into his value in a sense at that number 10 overall slot. A lot of people are gonna have James Conner in this range right here where you're talking about 9, 10, and 11 overall. I myself don't have him until the the early uh, second round. And even then, I'm trading him most likely if I do draft him because his value is high. You can still get a lot for James Conner in a trade. Um, I doubt him from, for several reasons that I've talked about over and over and over. This bus prediction is going to be tough because I'm about to call out the guy that was number two on my bold predictions for 2018. James Conner. I challenge anybody to find anybody in the fantasy football industry that, that wrote bigger things and bigger predictions about James Conner than I did. Fantasy football is all about value, risk versus reward. James Conner doesn't have a track record of, of producing year after year. I'm not saying Jalen Samuels does, but to draft Conner as a top six to 10 overall player, you're talking about a player that, that shouldn't have a whole lot of red flags. Ed Faulkner is now the running backs coach in Pittsburgh. And guess who was his secret weapon, his weapon of choice at NC State? Jalen Samuels. So I'll try not to beat a dead horse here other than to say he broke down last year. He may uh, not be able to handle the full workload that's going to be shoveled down his throat if the, if the Steelers even commit to him, which is another thing that I think we need to keep an eye out for because no news is broken at all talking about this situation and this uh, potential running back committee 
that I predict could be on our hands in 2019. And Jalen Samuels, to me, filled in so nicely last year. They're not going to just cast him aside. They're going to want to use both these backs. I know it's not a typical thing the Steelers do, but the Steelers no longer have Le'Veon Bell. So we can't really assume everything is going to be the same moving forward. Um, I do think that either running back does get starter carries. That running back will be a top five to seven running back in fantasy football for as long as they start and play for the Steelers as the main starter. So I'm not saying that I couldn't envision uh, James Conner scoring like a top five to seven running back for uh, for a part of the 2019 season. He can start off the first four weeks that way, and it's not going to really change my mind that in the end, I think he could leave people a little bit disappointed if you're drafting him and counting on him at top seven to nine overall value. That's my argument. My argument is not against the guy that I predicted to be the number two bold prediction of 2018. So I'm passing on Connor in this range. Um, that means that a guy like Julio or David Johnson is going to be ahead of him on my rankings and in my mock draft. So I'm going to throw Julio up at the 11 spot and I'm going to put David Johnson up at the 12. So now we start getting into the territory where I think you're going to see me ranking guys in places where I don't think they're actually going to get taken. So I will try to put in an order that you might see, an order that you might need to use and deploy if you go into your draft. But know that I am trying to make some points and rank guys where I think they'll actually finish, which, again, will be higher than you'll need to take them. So a guy like Dalvin Cook, I might rank a few slots higher than where you'll have to actually take them. Same thing for Antonio Brown. Same thing for a few other players. And I might rank a guy like Joe Mixon and a guy like James Conner much lower than I would really recommend you passing on them uh, because you could probably get the trade value you need if you did scoop them up. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move Antonio Brown up. I know this might be a little high for some people, but this is where I believe he's going to be um, scoring. Dalvin Cook, I'm going to rank right around here, although you can take him probably a good five to seven spots later. So please know that. Please know you can get him as a steal. But that's where I would draft him um, if his value did climb up to that range. I would still pay this value is kind of my point in ranking him this high. Uh, James Conner, I would definitely pick there because you can trade him. Um, I think Mike Evans deserves a look right around the 16 range. You, as you can see, Mahomes was up there. I was talking about two QB leagues earlier, which is why he was so high. Um, and I'm just going to continue to bump him down. But eventually you're going to see me have him slotted probably higher than most people would even consider um, looking at him. So uh, Todd Gurley for now, I hate even doing this. But because you can get so much for him in a trade, you know, at some point you do got to take him. At some point I do draw a line of where I'm going to stop ignoring the potential trade value. But I'd be afraid that if I drafted him today in a startup, that news would break that his knee injury is way worse, which is what I'm going to predict is going to happen, than people even consider, uh, considered. And the team's not been talking about it, just like they proved after the Super Bowl that they were holding back information from everybody, just like Todd Gurley was holding back information from everybody. I mean, they didn't ignore questions. They flat out said he wasn't hurt, and he is. He is hurt. He has arthritis, and he's going to be limited in 2019. And for anybody ranking him in the first round, they're either a Rams homer or a Todd Gurley dynasty owner that can't let go or somebody that just really likes Todd Gurley that wants to argue until he, you know, until the wheels fall off that he's a top running back or give him the benefit of the doubt. We're not in the benefit of the doubt business. We're in the fantasy football analyst business. And I am analyzing this, and I'm saying that he has so many red flags that you're, you're, you're borderline throwing your season away by taking him way too early in that first round. But I think this is a good spot to maybe play 
with the idea of drafting him to immediately trade him, but again, at the cost of maybe running into a scenario where he he uh, loses a ton of value on your watch and you get you know you get screwed. So for me, I'm still looking. I'm not saying I would pass on him here, but I'm still looking to try and and make him someone else's problem, even at this range, because I'm not I'm not 100% sure anybody's going to trade with me if I do draft him. So I, you know, call me crazy, but I'd rather own Mahomes on my team if we're walking into week one and we're not talking about draft value. You know, that's the one thing about Patrick Mahomes, which is so interesting. It's so telling as to how messed up and jacked up and backwards ADPs are and drafts are and draft values are. And I think that's where I get a lot of people calling me crazy is when I I sometimes throw, sometimes, uh, the idea of reaching a little bit. I always preach ADP. Use ADP data to your advantage. That's one of my the number one things you'll hear me talk about. But on rare occasion, is there a player that can still, even if you reach a little bit, absolutely destroy and explode from his draft value that he is the one player or two players or if there are two or three in a season where you will hear me talk about ADP is wrong and it's okay to reach on that player. So I'm not being hypocritical and know that there are a few players that I think are the exception, not the rule, where even reaching a little bit to ensure you get them is going to benefit you so much greater than, than any you know other scenario. And, and it's worth the risk of taking someone a little too high when they have a home run potential. So back on point here with Patrick Mahomes, it is crazy to me when people won't draft him in the top 25 won't draft him in the top three rounds and say, I don't take a QB early at all, which is such a funny approach to me because there are QBs like Mahomes and Rodgers and maybe Baker Mayfield this year that are going to throw for 45 TDs, which even though there are a ton of good quarterbacks, none of them reach that potential, but two or three, if there ever are during some uh, seasons in in fantasy football. But Patrick Mahomes, to me, the funny telling thing about how jacked up his value is and how messed up mock drafting is and real drafting, when you go to a draft and people don't do what they should do, they're doing what everybody else is doing, copying everyone else's, uh, you know, ADP and stuff like that. The one telling thing here is that once kickoff happens, week one begins, Patrick Mahomes is untouchable. Kamara, you might be able to trade one of the top four, but past that, you can't trade a top five to ten overall pick for Patrick Mahomes. The owner of Patrick Mahomes won't trade him for anybody because he scores so many points. So why is he not drafted like that? I don't know. I don't care, and I love it because I can scoop up Patrick Mahomes in the third round, let people laugh at that strategy. I've been doing this 15 years. I'm no newbie to this. I'm not doing. I'm not making dumb decisions by drafting a QB early. And everyone tells me year after year for 15 freaking years that you don't draft a QB early, Smitty. No one does. I don't care what anybody else does. I use ADP as much as I have to and as much as I can. But sometimes a player is well deserving of a reach because the impact of that spot you're even reaching at, they can explode from it. So I don't care what the norm is or what the consensus is that QB should be weighted on. I say screw that. Draft who you want to draft. Draft who you think can win. Draft in the ways that help you build the best team. You know your own drafting strengths and weaknesses. And I'm telling you right now, drafting Pat Mahomes in the third round will not be a disadvantage. It will only be an advantage for you if you land even some 
of the rest of your picks and you make good decisions the rest of the way. I am going to make a statement and and move Patrick Mahomes into a range that's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, and I am glad to do that. I'm going to place Patrick Mahomes somewhere in this top 25 and make people upset, and I'm fine with that because you know what I you know what I see when I look down this list a lot of players that I'm okay with letting fall. And a lot of players I'm okay with seeing later on in the third round. And while everybody's trying to pressure fantasy football worlds to not take a QB early, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes right here, and I'm not seeing a player better than him below this 19 spot. Do I like Juju Smith-Schuster there? Yeah. I mean, I like Patrick Mahomes about as much as that, but I I do see the value in having him in, in this area. But Patrick Mahomes, look at the price that I have on him in an auction. That's that's value that's is equal to anybody in the top 10, 11. That's what I'm talking about in terms of why rankings and mock drafts and ADP data, they vary from the actual value once the season kicks off. Once, once week one is in motion, Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden via trade is going to have $54 value compared to a Dalvin Cook or an Antonio Brown in the 40s. And I'm going to be called crazy in some circles for that which i'm fine with i don't care i'm secure with my patrick mahomes ranking other people are not and i'm fine with that tyree kill is a enigma at this point we don't know what's going to happen with him will he be suspended will he not uh so ranking him any higher than this is tough uh kelsey is worth this pick he definitely commands this kind of range no question about it um george kittle as well belongs in that top you know 25 to 30 This is a guy that I think is very intriguing and where he's going to climb and fall in fantasy drafts is Devonta Freeman. He'll probably fall into the top of the fourth, maybe bottom of the third, but where I have him valued based on the risk versus reward is really near the top 25. So while I probably would not reach for him because, again, I preach ADP data for the most part unless you come into a a unique situation like Patrick Mahomes, but I would definitely say that Devonta Freeman is deserving of, of a pick right around this range. No question about it. And then Adam Thielen, I'm letting fall further than most people would like. But I'm not predicting that he's going to do as well in this new Vikings run-first offense. So I do have Adam Thielen dropping a little bit in 2019 fantasy football drafts. I think Keenan Allen can be moved up a little bit, even though I do have some concerns about his long-term health. I think Mike Williams will progress a lot, making Keenan Allen a little bit more uh, of a reach, I think, at his current ADP. Um, I think Damian Williams, if he escapes the NFL draft without a really big-name player being added, he could climb up the board you know, into this range. And then, uh, you know, you're looking at guys like Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people will say, needs to stay in the fourth round. I would argue that he's worth value in this range. But, of course, use ADP data to your advantage if you can and get him in the uh, 34 to 38 range or 32 to 40 range. Uh, Aaron Jones could definitely, I think, creep up into the top. 25, but there's some running back by committee talk going on that's forcing his value down, which is now entering really steel territory. So as a top 30 to 35 overall player, I love the value. As a top 25 player, he becomes about equal parts risk, equal parts reward, which means he's ranked right about right, 
meaning I don't think he's a great value or a bad value. Um, but if he can fall further into this range, I love it. I love the value if he's falling into like almost your late third drafted player or potentially could be your fourth drafted player. And hopefully Freeman can be your fourth drafted player because he could dominate in fantasy football. So Nick Chubb is down here. Um, we're, again, not slotting these ahead of time. Kind of drag them around to make this interesting. But Nick Chubb, I think, has probably got third round value to me. Um, I would put him in this range here. I don't have him in the second round like a lot of people because I think once Kareem Hunt does return, I don't think they're just going to hand the starting lineup over to him, but I think he'll get a lot of touches, and Kareem Hunt is very good in the passing game, and I think they'll want to use him a ton. I don't think they'll just keep Chubb as their workhorse, nor do I think Chubb can hold up under a full workload for a full season. So I'm a little worried about Chubb as a second-drafted player. I'm okay with him as a late third-drafted player if you can cuff him to Kareem Hunt. Lindsey, I think, is deserving of being your third-drafted player, but I don't take him in the second round. Uh, same thing with Terry Cohen. I think he's very good as your fourth-drafted player if you can get away with it. Sonny Michelle, same thing there. He has a lot of upside as a, a an early fourth-drafted player. I think he's a little more risky in the third round, but I wouldn't call anybody crazy for taking him there. Uh, A.J. Green, I think, is a steal so far in 2019 fantasy football mock drafts if he climbed into the second round i'd be a little bit worried but as a, even a, a mid third round uh third player taken for you i like that value and i think that could be earned very easily leonard Fournette, i have quite a bit of uh, doubt for and he was my number one bull prediction bust candidate for 2018 and proved me correct because he flat out busted and it wasn't but a few months ago that there was talk about the jaguars wanting to wash their hands of him and basically that he was almost done there. So all of a sudden he's back in the good graces of the Jaguars and everyone is back to ranking him as a top, I don't know, 25, 30 overall player. Not me. I'm going to pass on, on Leonard Fournette until I can get him at a value that I know I can trade him at and get good value back. So for me, again, looking at this list, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have uh, Baker Mayfield who I think is going to climb into the same exact range that Aaron Rodgers will be, maybe just a touch behind him. These are great players to, to attack in a draft, especially an auction. But this is what would have me waiting on not taking Patrick Mahomes early, but this is the only, these are the only two players that would have me waiting on not taking a Pat Mahomes in, let's say, the mid-third round. I don't know that I'll ever leave a draft if I see Pat Mahomes sitting there in the mid-third round. But if I can wait, it's because I'm taking Aaron Rodgers in the top of the fourth or Baker Mayfield in the bottom of the fourth or top of the fifth. That's the only reason I'm, I'm passing on Pat Mahomes. I'm probably, I would say, in 80% of the leagues I'm going to draft in, going to own one of those three guys. That's how I roll. That's how I build the best teams for me. That's how I have the most success, and I think you should do what works for you build and draft around your strengths and weaknesses as a fantasy football owner and only you know what those strengths and weaknesses are and for me it's building around a top qb and letting everybody laugh at me taking a qb early when you're taking a, a potential 45 50 td passer in the third round <laughs> or a 45 td passer in rogers or mayfield in the fourth and fifth round laugh all you want you're only laughing at yourself i love when people laugh at my approach with a QB. It only feeds me, it only drives me, it only makes me crank out more content for my user base so that they can make sure that they're following 
uh, suit and not being left behind. Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Aaron Luck, Tom Brady, all these QBs are going to fall in a great range, and there's nothing wrong with if you do want to pass on a QB early. The only wrong approach is to tell somebody else that their strategy is wrong by going early at a QB. I'm not ripping on any strategy. I'm not saying you have to go early on a QB. You know, look at the value of Rodgers or Mayfield. And to me, that is not early, and that still might be considered early to some people to take a QB in the fourth. Stefan Diggs could climb up a ton um, and be more of like a top, you know, 36 to, to 39 guy. T.Y. Hilton's always kind of undervalued. Um, but I think this is about right for him. Uh, Mari Cooper's pretty good in the 30 range. Kerryon Johnson's very interesting because I think that you can get him in the third round, um, even mid third round to late third round. This is a little high, kind of proving a point that you know he might get enough volume to earn this value at year's end. Uh, Derrick Henry also can be had a lot of times way outside of this top 25 to 30 range. Make sure you use ADP to your advantage when grabbing Derrick Henry. I think as a top of the fourth, he's a monster steal. As a late third, he's kind of, I would say, getting to the point where that's about right for him because he has equal parts reward and risk in that third round range. But top of the fourth, I think your your scale is tipping to mostly upside and very little risk. If I had to pick uh, you know, three to four players that I think are being extremely undervalued, I know many think that you can't call out a big name player as a breakout or a sleeper or undervalued player, but I, I don't care what people say. Alvin Kamara as the fourth overall player is a value to not overlook because I think he's going to be the number one fantasy football running back, uh, the most consistent fantasy football running back in 2019. Zeke Elliott is a close second, and I think Barkley's you know going to get volume, but I just think he's going to be keyed on more with with uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. gone. But past that, I, I mean, obviously I've I've done a ton of videos on Le'Veon Bell. If Bell falls further than this, he is a steal. Uh, I think Odell Beckham Jr. could get taken a lot later than this, and I think that would make him a value grab. I think David Johnson's going to go a lot later in typical drafts, which make him a value grab, and Antonio Brown could go as late as the bottom of the second. I've seen him go in a couple forum-based mock drafts at the very, very top at 3.01 in the third. Dalvin Cook will be a steal in 2019, and I, th I think he could explode from that value. Patrick Mahomes is going to explode from any value I think he falls to. Anybody calling him a reach as a top 20 to 35 overall pick is I think not looking at the numbers and they're going off of the trending and consensus behavior that people are using year after year versus saying hey if I'm in the middle of a season would I trade him for anybody probably trade him for three or four guys at the most because he has that much value so why not draft him and value him there use ADP to your advantage to get him as late as you can reach a little bit to ensure you have him but don't don't sit here and say oh well during the year I'm going to value him one way which is the case and I know there's some risk with Tyree Kill being suspended but that's only better because it drops his value even more there are a ton of options in KC I think Mahomes will be just fine and he'll only be downgraded a little bit in my mind if he does lose Hill. Freeman, very, very undervalued. I think you could get him a lot later than this. The same could be said with Damian Williams, and we'll see if he escapes the NFL draft without facing a big-name running back uh, on that roster. Kerryon Johnson could have good value if he falls a lot further than this. That's about where I think he could finish, though. Derrick Henry has a ton of value 
Aaron Jones at later value like this would be a steal. A.J. Green as well. Robert Woods could be the number one wide receiver on that Rams offense in 2019. I think he's a bargain if he falls further than this. And then, of course, uh, as I talked about earlier, Baker, Baker, touchdown maker, and Aaron Rodgers are probably past Pat Mahomes, my two favorite fourth to fifth round grabs in 2019 so there you have it i thought i'd go through some rankings almost like in mock draft style but kind of drag guys up and down to talk about where their ceiling value is maybe where their uh, upside could be and maybe where you might not want to take them so i hope you enjoyed that i can do more of those in the future to kind of give you a live feel of where i'm thinking guys could fall uh, not only in rankings, but maybe in a draft or just in my in my head where I'm thinking these guys could be at year's end. So I hope that was helpful. Subscribe below, follow, and uh, we'll see you on the next video.